I remember there was this day my math teacher he gave one assignment or he gave some exercise in class to do. I failed that thing. My God, I cried so much in class. That that Juju they come, make me they go now, make me they go now. Juju they come, make me they go now. Hello, my name is Mark. Today I'm your host to Inquisitive Minds, and it's been a while, right? Yeah, it's been a minute. Hey guys, well, well, well. Before we delve into today's episode, we have like a very very short test so quick one yeah take your left hand stretch it over your right ear keep going keep going that's right if you made it to your chin then welcome to class if you didn't we're very sorry to announce to you that you're not eligible for today's episode yes you heard me right don't cheat just turn around turn around (laughs) Anyways, yes, guys, today's episode is PG. PG what? PG physical appearances. And if you failed this test, I know you also failed in getting into school in the 70s and the 60s. And we're going to be talking about school in the 70s. Yep. Everything school. Well, not everything, everything, but like the most part, for the most part, what school was back in the 60s, 70s, 80s. So, yeah, we brought you the gist from our OGs, and yes, that was a test that you had to take to make it to primary school. So it's not what you guys, have, what we have now, you know, you go to school, I, I don't even know, if your parents think you're fit for school, boom, they enroll you and the school just accepts you. But no, your parents had a harder time getting into school. Short people have been suffering since. Hey! Oh! If you were short, you were never going to go to school early. I know. Our con- in fact, we, we, we relate with the struggle of being short. Our, con- our sincere our condolences out there to short people. But yeah, guys, that's crazy though. To be honest, that's that's really crazy. Imagine imagine having to wait till like... In fact, when would your hand reach your ears and maybe even pass your ears? Because the truth was, back then, they weren't fed properly. A lot of these people had parents who were just literally farmers, you understand? So, Mm -hmm. they didn't have a healthy diet growing up. So, as such, most of them are short, not because they want to be short, but because, you know, like, they weren't fed properly. They don't have the nutrients enough to grow that much. Ouch, you know, when you sad. think of it, I just realized that, like, generally, right, most of us, especially boys, or most of us, or most of the people I've met in our generation are generally taller than our parents. I don't know if it's that our parents grow tall and then started getting short after some time because, like, you know, when you get old, you start getting shorter. So I don't think, I don't know if it's that that's what happened with diet permits us to grow taller than our parents. I think, I think that... the diet problem, these people didn't even have milk when they were growing up. And some people were born with from mothers who couldn't breastfeed them. Like they had some one or two issues and they couldn't be breastfed like that. You told me something one time that um that they were giving milk out. They were actually the government was providing milk to citizens because they realized that there wasn't enough milk 
from yeah, uh, and they weren't growing like that. Yeah, they were. They were giving milk to children at school. They made it mm. an important part of their diet because, like, people were actually even dying from it. Children were so sick back then because nutrition was was shit. Like, nutrition was really poor. But then again, we digress. If you couldn't get into school by that simple exercise, there was another way. Each old way of getting things done in this country. Bribery. Is yes. it that It has always been a good thing. In those days, they were, they were bribing before going there. So, my, my one man came and met my father and told my father, I don't know how they did it. So, I found myself in the school. So, they have been doing this bribery to ensure Yes, says, bribery is not something that started today. You know, for this chocolate, there's one song I used to really like. It's Bani. by Banye. Yes! Oh, that man. Oh, so that guy, that guy, that guy, man, Banye, Banye. I don't know what happened to him, though. I think that guy really sang with me. That, that, that actual, that song. Oh, God. Civilized man. That song is the shit. H.W. Oh, God. That Apply for a job. You write a concourse. Even church people them. Even pastor them. Then the axe choco. Even doctor them. Do the axe choco. They the axe choco. They the axe choco. All man want the axe choco. Right. Choco. 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 I show my drawers. Swagger. I was my yeah. Nyanga. I blow my tin. Say that girl me should wind the tin. I no get time for you gonna gonna. Money them a skin like coro coro. If she open her thing, I'm a chuku chuku. So we're gonna be telling you education from the perspective or from the viewpoints of a grammar. No, a technical day school student and a grammar boarding school student. So we have team boarding school and day school in the building. Yeah. I'm team boarding school, by the way, because boarding school is just lit. Oh shit! We are practical. Yeah. These boarding school students are visionaries. They they like to sit and see themselves. They know the real life. I That's my disagree. Whatever. We agree to disagree. We're you know we're chic. We don't we don't do petty things. We we're too bougie for that. Yep, and that's how the consensus was broken. And that's how those intensities was broken. Anyway, yeah. so I'm going to we'll start tell you by about that particular about... story sometime soon. My God, yeah. this our parents had lies. People, our parents had lies. These lies did not start now. So for real, if you are out there, you know, all the times you have you have tried to lie, you know, to get extra cash from your dad or your mom and you didn't make it. I'm sorry. It's not because these people are just... It's just they they haven't found a lie that beats the lies they used to tell because these people ah guys I used to think I was smart like I knew how to lie until I heard the kind of lies these parents were telling back then. Yo, I know what what's what is funny about the whole thing is that you tell them these lies and they will actually behave like they believe you, but they just know in their heart that now. Mm, 
They are probably just they're, they're, they're they're just, they have just been looking at us the whole time like sis, you can't even lie like I used to lie. But to be <laughs> fair though, some of the lies they used to tell could only walk back then. Because like how am I gonna walk up to my dad right now and be like, Daddy, um I broke photosynthesis. So they said <laughs> in the chemistry lab so they said you have to send me 100k to replace it it's very expensive my dad will just be like <laughs> go away okay okay your dad will even drive up to school be like my my daughter broke photosynthesis can i see it i mean <laughs> <laughs> honestly guys for me yeah, right from way back then in fact from growing up and going to school and everything i've always known that technical school was like hard for me because i used to feel like people that go to technical school are just like really 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 smart because i'm not gonna lie when you hear baccalaureate results and cap you know a lot of people don't make it as much as their successes on the grammar side and so i've just always had that view that technical school is like really hard to be honest what do you think so I'll, I'll agree with you, but many people will tend to disagree at the same time. In those days, people had this misconception that technical school was for those students, for people who were unable to get into uh, grammar school generally. And that is why you'll notice that bribery was more persistent but in the technical school because you've gone to a grammar school, they've asked, they've asked you to carry out the exercise and you fail. So they'll be like, oh, you cannot come to, you're, you're not having sense or you're under age or you're dull. So you're not having sense, you're young. So go to technical school and apply. So it's for those who have been unable to go to school, they'll be like, anyhow, let me just bribe get into a technical school and see how it goes. But the irony was what you studied in a technical school was more practical. And it used to help you out because you could easily start working your money at a young age. Technical school was not easy. But technical school is, is good because when you go to a technical school, it builds, certain, it develops certain skills in you. It develops the spirit of creativity. It makes you to be creative. It makes you to be able to use your initiative. Because there are certain things that they ask you to do. They don't tell you that you must do it like this. You are the one to, 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 to determine whether this thing, if I do it this way, it will come out mm -hmm. this way. No, nobody is there to direct you that you must do it like this, you must do it like that. So when, when you are in the technical school, it builds that sense of creativity in you and the sense of initiative critical thinking there's some degree of critical thinking because it is not all about you reading and reproducing yeah. like you read history like that that you can read history you go and reproduce the same thing in technical school it's not like that it's not to apply you are supposed to apply when they teach you they give you the knowledge and then you from the knowledge you have gained you have acquired you apply it in the exams they ask you Practical questions. I will show you one technical school book here. When we used to practical solutions, not theoretical solutions. No, when 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 I was writing Probatwa, my father sent somebody who was living in Pumbok to buy my books in Bafusa. Those books were all in French. I had to read them like that in French. In that book, the book is here. You have machines. Since when we've never had access to those machines now. 
but they gave us pictures of the machines, real pictures. You see the machines and then they give you the steps, the procedures, how the machine functions. So you already know it. When they want to ask you a question, they will ask you that if you want to do this, what machine will you use? What are the advantages of using that machine? Is it not practical? Yeah, it's not practical. Yeah. Uh-huh. They are telling you that the one draw the machine, they ask you to draw, draw the, the machine. machine and and no. In the grammar school, it's more chemistry, biology, physics, um, fishing in Norway, um, uh, mining in the Rhine region of South Africa. Fair I, where enough, fair. Or like, simply put, I would say, you know how they, for like exams, you have like theory and practical. So to be honest, grammar school is just like theory. Then yep. technical schooling is just practicals. Yeah. yeah. But okay, guys, to be honest, in fact, it was very uh how do i put it it was very shocking for me though to find out that like parents have been failing way back in those days and when we say fail huh we mean epic fail like fail fail you know that 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 serious failure it was a nightmare going to a technical school because it was always zero percent pass and your force will not pass so Wait, the technical schools the country was it was it francophone? The anglophone, see technical school before technical school they were writing these London exams. For example, RSA, that's Royal Society of Arts. They were writing LCC. Those were British exams. Now when the Cameroon government took over now, they created technical schools and they were writing the French exams. So they were writing either CAP now most considering the fact that most of the teachers who were teaching the french uh, system mm-hmm. they were francophones not anglophones because anglophones knew by the english mm-hmm. system so those francophones they did not understand english they did not know how to speak english it is not now that francophones are even struggling to speak english like that in those days most francophones were not speaking english they were speaking french so when they come to class, they are teaching in French. They are forced to study in that French. If you cannot understand French, the one who is even who wants to even try a bit will speak broken pidgin. Pidgin that you will not understand. Pidgin mixed with French. So it was quite challenging. And then it is the Francophone culture that people write exams and fail. And they are normal with It's them. normal with them. So you can write exams, they have zero percent. It's not a problem. But with us it was a problem. So the year before the year I wrote. Our school was always having the zero percent in cap commercial because I, I did the commercial, oh, sure. so they were always having zero percent. But the year I wrote that year like that, we 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 passed and passed very well because the francophones who were our main uh, subjects at that time for our department, the secretary department was shorthand, Pitman shorthand. So the um, shorthand like that, and Francophones called theirs Teno, Teno Dactylography, and their own is different. Our shorthand, it was Pitman shorthand, so the Francophones did not understand. So each time we write like that, they go there, they won't mark it, they just cross like that, and we all fail. So the year that I wrote, there was one woman who came. A, 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 an anglophone she studied in london so when she came they wrote the exams they went and marked it was a usual zero 
But that woman realized that because normally in the marking center they don't give the scripts of your center. You don't mark scripts from your from your center. So when she was in the course of marking, she discovered that the person who was marking for our center, she the person was just cancelling and giving zero, cancelling and giving zero. Meanwhile, she was taking her time to mark. So she went and reported to the the the, the person who was in charge of that uh, department at the marking center that there was a problem with those scripts so the person ordered that they should remark those scripts so they took them they remarked them that is how we passed so that was the year that was the onset of anglophones passing cap in gths bamenda our batch was the first batch in 1987. Means that before that, they had not been no Zero! Zero percent! Zero, zero! As you are right, you know that you already have... You have, you have failed. You have a lineage Zero! If you you have... You, have a you just know that in one subject, in one subject you, have failed. you have failed. You have failed the whole exam. So if that stay no like that, a shorthand, since they do not know, they just give zero. They don't even bother marking the other ones again. They have failed. Failed exams, so that's how we're having zero, 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 like that. But that year that we wrote like that, we passed, and that was the onset. Students started passing, but when we passed, the francophones were shocked. They asked that why is it that anglophones who pass that? I mean, that they showed us. So when we were writing probatoire, we were about 18 of us, we had that same number of invigilators. So according to them, we passed that cap because we copied. Well, safe to say language barriers have been around for a very long time. Yep. Anyways. We have Google Translate, amongst others. But, so, like, also, most of these people that went to school, um, like, our parents going to school back then, because, by the way, there were many schools back then, and for you to be in school was actually a huge deal. Either your parents, but some parents were sending their children to school not because, like, not because they even saw the importance of school. For some of them, it was like a competition. For some of them, it was just some because some of these parents were illiterate. The ones that sent their parents to school, their own parents were illiterate. Some of them were illiterate. So it was just a thing of pride. Like my daughter goes to school. For some few people, um, a minority to be honest, it was there were parents who were illiterate and had somewhat of an understanding of the need for education so they send their children to school yeah but i think from the whole thing right in my opinion practical education offered more for at that point in time because um when you go to, to a technical school like i said already you could get in or you could just start working immediately get work for yourself actually have money to even fund yourself in school from then onwards it's unlike grammar school where you had to be on a bill um you need to be breaking photosynthesis and all that for a long period of time before you start having your own money or start working for the government so that was actually good but then again i digress. to disagree though because for grammar education back then to be honest the whole the whole um, um, goal or the whole mindset behind grammar education back then as actually supported by an OG was for the sake of grooming administrators. This stems from the beginning of education in Cameroon. You know that the essence of education first of all indigenous education in Cameroon 
was aimed at preparing somebody to get to work immediately. They explained to that in those days, when parents were going to the farm, to farm, they would take their children, they would teach them how to farm, plan. In less than no time, the children will be able to plan, have their own farms, and cultivate their own crops. Isn't it? Yes. Remember I told you a story here that when I was young, I used to go with my mother to the farm. At a certain age, my mother decided to clear a farm. And when I showed me that I've cleared a farm, I want to I only go to that farm to harvest. So I was the one who went and cultivated, I planted, I did weeding, I did everything. But when I was doing that, she was going behind. I did not know that she was going there. She was going and checking whether I was doing it well. So that is how the indigenous education was. That's why they said in the days of indigenous education, there was no unemployment. Because immediately you learned, you put it into practice. If a boy went with a father for one thing, went two, three, four, five times, the next time you go there alone on your own, own. Mm -hmm. so there was no issue of unemployment. Everybody had something to do. Now, when the white man came and introduced education, they came, the first thing they did was to make the black man to be able to read, write, and solve arithmetic. They called them the three arts to read, to write, and to solve arithmetic problems. That was the essence of education to the white man. So they needed people, those people they were able to read and write like that because they wanted them to be able to translate the Bible as they came with their Bible. They wanted to do business. They needed people who could act as interpreters. Mm -hmm. so Middlemen. So that when they go to buy, those people will interpret for them. So that was just the essence of education for them. Now when they were living, they knew now that they needed people to take over those positions that they occupied. And for people to take over those positions, there were no technical people. Because the technical people at that time were doing, were doing just clerical workers, uh, carpenters, builders, just those type of technical, mm -hmm. those low-level technical type of things. That's what they were doing. But now, so when they were going now, they needed people who replaced them. And these people who had to replace them were people who had to go through general education. That is how general education became prominent and turned to supersede to supersede the technical education because they who went through general education replaced those expatriates. Yes. They replaced those expatriates. So they were behaving like the expatriates. You understand? And now being behaving like them like that, they were now looking low on oh, those technical students. Technical workers. Let me put it like that. Okay. So it is it is a problem that has occurred since since and that is why we say education is a problem in Cameroon, for example. Because since the white man went and we were training people to replace them, they have replaced them. Why not go back to technical education? So that you can try to improve on the on that sector. You just abandon and you continue training people. That's why today you have unemployment. So many people. So many accountants, so many. No job positions no for them to occupy. Yeah. They have already occupied those positions, so there is nothing for them to do. That is why they are like that. They are not doing anything. Okay, so going to grammar school was actually being drilled to be to fill a certain position. So it was literally growing your knowledge or like, you know, actually grooming you for a particular post or something like that to to be able to rule administratively which is now very different because right now we're 
spent a long time grooming people to fill administrative functions that are already filled up, which yeah. has already defeated the purpose. You understand? Well, I was trying to contradict it. your point about the fact that it was much more needed then. Because the thing is, since they were trying to groom us, like since they were trying to groom people to fill those administrative functions, it was because there was a gap. And it was because they actually needed those this thing, needed people to fill those positions. So it's true that I'll instead say that both were necessary. Like it was necessary to get them them people who can fill administrative functions, who are knowledgeable enough to fill those administrative functions and relate with those people because the British didn't see it necessary to come down and administer us directly. So they needed people to do that. So I'll say it was, it was a 50-50 situation. Like, they needed the administrative people. And also, locally, we needed those technical people as well. But then again, you see that it brought up a sense of superiority with um, grammar students. Because now, grammar students, they were groomed to be administrators, right? They were groomed to go and work in the offices. And you see a an electrician now, or a mechanic, or your driver, and you him less, simply because he did a different system of education from you, but because you are in an office, you just have this, I'm better than you. And the thing now is that it permeates because from school, okay, I was a technical student, I was a grammar student, I left, I went and started working here. You start having a full sense of pride thinking that it's your, how can I put it? It's your entitlement to be able to sit in an office while a technical student is supposed to be doing the groundwork 24-7 and is supposed to earn less than you. Again, Don't you think it shouldn't be like that? Though? Again, that was not the mindset of the british person because now like for the british here british had always had a class or hierarchy kind of situation so indians or the asian people have a caste system but british people have a class system so there's the there's the middle there's the middle society then there's the bourgeoisie kind of society then you know there's the below below but the whole point of it for the British man was he found that there's, there's a need for like minds to relate. So like this brings us now to, okay. So like, for instance, yeah, in Limbe, we have, um, um what's it called? We have a school in PNU, PNU, Bota. There's the SS club. So there's the senior, for the British man, there was the senior service and there was the middle the middle class people. So for the senior service workers, the senior service workers were obviously people who were working in offices and stuff. The British man sees it in the sense of that senior service club was only open to people who were senior service workers. So if your father is not senior service, like for you to actually walk into the club as a child, you know, or to go play there or anything, you need to call your father's name. Like, yeah, your father's name was the face card. If if your father's name was not Ish, you can't walk into that club. And it wasn't the thing of depriving the lower class people. But the British man has the mentality that like minds need to relate. So what would a senior service worker be doing in his leisure time with somebody who is not even in his range, who is not of the same class as him? Because you need even in your leisure time to be relating with people who are of the same should we say work or who are of the same kind of let's just say work shall, 
kind of working class as you so that people can be coming up with new ideas and everything and to be honest i see sense in it because what does an accountant have to discuss with the barman i'm I sorry beg to but we don't have the I same ideas do you understand you don't have and the, the same British ideas man, yeah yeah you don't have the same ideas yeah but you need to understand that you don't see things differently if you keep on looking in the same places every time. Yeah, like minds need to relate, but the truth is the biggest inventions don't come from you being peace the whole time. You get you need to associate yourself with different people. Now, the British may have had a good reason for doing what they did, but they did because, they like, them. honestly, you were allowed to grow up, like you were allowed to ascend that ladder. Like, say you were a low class person. Mm? or you were a middle-class person, if you got educated, got a good job and everything, you obviously become a senior service worker, do you understand? So the British man was never for the situation of just like segregating people. And even with that, the people who were senior service workers didn't look down on, okay, I can't say for everybody, but like the majority exactly. didn't look down. Yeah, they didn't really You can't even say the for the majority class. because I feel like that created a certain sense of superiority in the people that were in the civil the senior workers over the people who did the groundwork. You may not see yeah, it now, obviously, there it some created... people in the group, but yeah, I just think there were people there that felt more... And not just the parents themselves. Maybe the parents saw these things differently, but their children and their children's children and the way they behave automatically shifted because they felt they were more entitled than others. Me, I also so it's something like, that yeah, it's true. for some people, it was like healthy competition too because if my child can make it into senior service club, if she can't go hang out with her friends because, you know, I'm a middle service worker, then I want to, I want to top up to a, high, a, civil, um, a senior service worker, you understand, so that I, my child can walk into wherever she wants to walk into and play wherever. For me, you know, this idea of class has always, I don't know, I see it in the sense of pushing you to be better, like to improve your skills. You don't just want to stay in the middle. You want to top it up and top it up. So I don't know for me, Sha, it's a sense of competition or, you know, it actually can be a boost to elevation. But yeah, so yeah, that was the that was the British mindset. I'm just saying, guys. So it wasn't like the British never had the mind of just segregating people just for the sake of like putting one over the other. But they always had the mindset of, uh, yeah, let's class people because we feel like like minds have to be relating even in their leisure time. So hence <laughs> that SS club, eh? People of Limbe, that SS club that you're walking into and eating chicken anyhow. Some people used to just spy from the gates. Like, they couldn't make it in. Yo. Because actually, if you go there today, you still see a fence around that place. That could just tell you, Dana, before you enter. Yeah. Shout your anyway. father's name. What is your father's name, dear? You know, we never even spoke about the fact that these people do not even know their ages. These people do not even know how old they were. There are a lot of people in those days that don't know how old they were. I went for a funeral one time and they were like, um, this mommy was born in 1998, I guess. Like, they weren't sure that that was her exact age. And that per and it persists for almost everybody of that time. They were like, I'm just assuming 
that I was born in this age, but I don't know exactly when I was born. So I can't really tell you if you ask me because my parents didn't tell me when I was born. So we're just assuming that I'm 17. That my 17 could not even be 17. Maybe I'm 20. It's just that I look 17. Mm-hmm. So like, I remember, yeah, when we used to go to school, like primary school, my parents, my dad will always check our notebooks. Like he will always check my notebook and especially for math subject or whatever exercise they gave in class. <laughs> <laughs> if you fail, if you just come home, there's there's X X X X everywhere on your on, in your book, Mama. You are finished. That man understand. will move your. They don't even understand why you have Ooh. X. They just need to see the X. Oh, when Yo. they see a report card, it's red. Oh, you killed the cow on your report card, didn't you? Ask? Come, mean, come. You don't even need to get to report card. That shit was way back from your exercise book. Like, just fell an exercise in class. I remember there was this day my math teacher, he gave one assignment or he gave some exercise in class to do. I failed that thing. My God. I cried so much in class. That, that means even during break, used to go for break that people was, literally was see you and they're asking you i said but wait why you cry why you're like I uh mean, you don't even yeah, know what's coming just leave me in my brain <laughs> oh other teachers came into that class to ask me what was wrong i was like yeah i'm finished today they'll finish me in the house i cried so you know, much you me. know what my class teacher did he tore my page because even I was scared to tear the page. I was like, my dad would catch me. Like, even if I, even if you tear a page, that means that my dad would track that page. Hey, my teacher no, is the one that tore that me. page. And he told me. When I tear the page, right, I go and look for the... I, I'm sure if you have you have been in this situation, you know what I mean. So if you take one of these eight leaves or these 40 leaves, you cut the page. You need to go for the other page, like where the storm is. And cut that other page out to make sure that if I'm cutting it, it should also remove. Because if your parents come, normally you tear one page and you forget to tear the other corresponding empty page at the back. Um, uh, but guys, Definitely. about that, you know. You know. Ah, no, but so yeah, that man tore that page and then he told me to copy the corrections. And then he said he will mark the corrections. So he, I copied the corrections. He marked it like everything correct. Ha, that was the only way I was going home that day. But yeah, you see, the same shit was happening back then because like, even though these parents were illiterate and everything, they knew failure. Parents in those days, they were not illiterate and most of them were pulling for their children. They spent time at home with their children. I want to write the data. Some answer, call, bring a paper, make a secret. He's talking, you are writing? Yes. After that, you read. So you are translating now and you are just writing yeah, it directly. Yeah, translating and writing. After that, <laughs> so start reading it back. Over. Oh, really from there that you assess so that you, 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 you yeah. understand what he was saying. When he read it and he does not hear what part of it that he says, he's saying gang. Mugosingo, Maringa, I took Azumu, Vumbumumiko, who was. So he was understanding the English, yeah. but he wasn't speaking it. Yeah, he, he, was not, he, he was not able to write it and mm-hmm. speak it. 
we can understand. This is the true definition of ignorance is bliss. That time, yeah, you do not know anything. Even back then, education was really not a like it was a huge deal because there weren't a lot of people going to schools. You know, the really illiterate parents and the poor people didn't see the need for education. Like, just go to the farm, follow your dad to the farm, farm, and then when it's time, they'll go and collect one girl that they've been paying for you and breaking firewood in her father's house and giving her father fowl or something. And then the two of you get married and start making babies and boom. So people that used to go to school, I remember even back then, I think from what um I was told as well, if you go to university, you were paid to go to uni so that the people who went to uni got monthly allowances. Yeah. But- as well, oh, but I think that's something that still happens now. Now nah. it's just it only happens in the government universities, and the amount then was greater than what we receive now. For you in the government do university, do you get an allowance for going to uni? The government gives university government university students fifty k every every time you but go to it, school, right? It, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. True. When you finish, when you finish, but that's different. They used to actually get an allowance. Imagine getting a. Month- you know, initially it was never when oh. you finished, right? Initially, it wasn't when you finish. It's when um you are still in school that they were giving it. But then now the university, it's the university or it's the government. I think it's the university. They are looking for a way to continuously push it, such that instead of giving you while you're in school, they will give you at the end. And when they're giving you at the end now, it's hard for people who have left the university, they have gone back to their hometowns to come back and collect the 50,000. So it stays in the pockets of the university. You for that 50K. I will travel. <laughs> yeah. Pandas, I will travel. <laughs> See, because like even in UB, they don't make that shit for everybody. Even when you're graduating, you must have like a particular GPA to be eligible to get that 50K. Yeah. Yeah, so it's different. Our parents were paid to go to school, fam. They they got a monthly allowance for doing that. It was it was so nice. Mm-hmm. So like the whole of staying home is even like you're always in your parents' faces and everything. And then it's not even the always in your parents' faces, Seth. Some people do not have light there, Shah. And bathing, you have to go to the stream to go and bathe. <laughs> You have to go right all the way to the stream to go and bathe. But like people who grew up in remote in remote areas, yeah, in the villages or maybe like inside inside town, for Kumba, you know, there are those inside inside areas, sha. So you want to bathe, you have to go to the stream. You have to like, I mean, you you, you to brush your mouth is chewing stick. Have you ever used the chewing stick? Yeah, you know when really? I was young, my dad actually he made one right. He made one and gave to me. He was like, this is how we used to brush our mouths in those days. Give me a stick. It's quite easy to make one. And you just, uh, yeah. You take a stick, you clean it, you break it into bits, and then use it to. That was a good way to do it. I've never used it. I, I don't even know. Like, I, I, I feel like I wouldn't even know what to do with it. But yeah, these people really used to live natural. Anyways... Our parents were excited to go to boarding school because for the very first time, eh, you get to use toothbrush because the prospectus of your right? so, so you have to use the toothbrush. 
by um, baking soap and those kind of things. No more natural, the natural things you are using back home. And you have light 24-7. You don't go to the stream to, to bathe, to have your bath or like to get basic things done. You have shower, you know. That was something mm. that... That was something that, you know, the OGs were really excited about going to school. And in fact, there is us that, that like holiday. While us were looking forward to holiday, to run and go and eat good food and do, you know, and rest in the house. These people were angry. When, hmm, PSS Kumba. These people were eating bread and boiled egg for breakfast. Like... I think back to the days of boarding school and I'm like, no fair, no fair. We used to have, we used to have boiled eggs like occasionally when the school provides boiled eggs for you for breakfast. That's the happiest moment. Otherwise, how do you get boiled eggs for free? You need to spend allowance buying food from the canteen. I mean, all of your allowance. But these people had such These people do not even need an allowance. I mean, they had dodo and beans. Can you imagine, guys? They had dodo and beans. They had puff puff and beans. They had, wow. Oh, How I often? Mean, How often? They had it like often. It was on their menu, to be honest. It was on their menu. They even had granite soup and like thick granite soup, you know. Like Not their, meals were, their, meals, their meals were yummy. No, they puff puff and beans was actually a menu. Like it was a whole day. Like there was a day scheduled for puff puff and beans. They used to also have dodo and beans. The PSS Kumba students told me that. No, they said they were fed so well. They couldn't like you. You didn't even have much to do with money. And you see, this our under our scaly fence. <laughs> we're scaly fence to go and buy shawarma, to go and buy one poverty stricken potato and egg. These people had women come to their school. If you don't, if you're not full in the in the refectory, you can go out and you can you can go to mommy Eru, who comes to school, you know, full and Eru for fifty francs, for fifty francs you eat for four and Eru. Ah, oh, the value of money back then. I mean, you used to eat a plate of rice and stew, meat, one hundred. 100. I was told the same thing by the people from the technical school. Plate of rice and stew with meat, 50 francs, 100. You're fine. 50. Who plate of country? Ha! 100 francs could even, what are you saying? 100 francs could buy you a lot of things. Buy you bread. Buy you cabin biscuit. Um, but like, are you serious? It could buy you six cups of Gary sugar six cups of gary that they will sell for how many francs would be 10 francs or 20 francs no really they didn't have use for money like that because they were fed really well in school so allowance you don't even have the need for too much allowance except when you want to maybe wash your small and that kind of thing so yeah they didn't have much for money guys they they were really comfortable in school they had food Good food, which in fact I'll forever be crying that good food because for real, eh, the kind of things us were now eating in boarding school soya beans, milk, in fact, soya beans, tea, 
beans and weevils. It's not even rice and granola soup. It's rice and soya bean sauce. They just, oof. Everything in boarding school these days is soya beans. You must it's see soya beans. beans. And it's so annoying, though. Why? 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 We pay a lot of school fees. Why don't we get to eat good food? Because the only time you can be looking forward to good food, like tasty food, is, is you know, uh, one course. Blue moon. Like one period when, when it's just maybe two classes in school or during GCE. Those are the only two times you can be looking forward to good food. It's not fair. It's not fair. Yeah, I will cry. But mm. let me ask you a serious question. If you were eating good food in body school, what would you use your allowance to do? <laughs> you know, as a young man, as you growing up, you need to meet people of the opposite sex. You get me? And yeah, that's what I think I I'll do in the morning. Before, before uncle, you are not meeting people of the opposite sex if you don't use your allowance. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, you you know you need to come when you are meeting them. You need to come correct. You know, as a man picking, you cannot you cannot show up short. You get me? You need to come correct. You can't so stand. Oh yeah, they not say no. This boy is coming. I take you out to get some soya or get some Fanta. You you, you get? Anyway, I'm hey, not way. talking as soya and Fanta does not work these days anymore. Don't go and quote me somewhere else. So please, that's not what I said. You buy get soya and Fanta now. You need to beat you. What I'm yes, saying is, in don't those buy days, soya. Don't buy soya, Fanta. Buy soya. Soya is in those days. Fanta in those days, from what I got from the OGs I spoke with, they told me soya and Fanta was it. It was not complicated now. There was no Shawarma. There was no Dakosta. There was no iPhone 13 Pro Max. It was soya hey, and Fanta. The levels have upgraded. Please. Don't, 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 don't. It's not our fault. If you wanted to send messages, it was not complicated. We write a letter, you put it in the post office. You go and wait there. Hmm? You just wait two, three weeks, basically. You you know, and it was good like that. Life was good I'm like sorry, that. You know, that was really even, man. They were never sure that these letters were going to get there because it was so hard. You don't see these people. You don't like you can possibly you can actually see a lady today and never see her again. It was Yes, it could be that hard. And you even meet her at the party or something uh, or like an occasion or something and you're not even sure who she is, who are her parents or who is her family because you don't even get to talk to her. Do you understand? So it was really that hard. And if you're fortunate enough to maybe see the person, um, to see the girl in that sense of see what house she's coming from or have a conversation with her. If people make rendezvous, let me say, if people make rendezvous to meet somewhere, you pass by her house, <laughs> you throw a stone on their roof, you know, to signal her. Because if you see her dad or some a family member, her, her dad or her mom seated outside, obviously you can't, you can't go. You, do you want to die? Do you have a death wish? <laughs> huh. So you have to throw you a know, stone. Maybe that she'll they take it as a signal. Yeah. They used to tell me that they used to come up with some stories. Sorry for interrupting. They used to tell me that they used to come up with some stories to actually scare people away from dating. Boyfriend, girlfriend, issue was not as rampant as it is today. You know, there is something that the, the parents used to do in those days. I used to scare children from doing certain things. They used to tell us some stories. I only grew up to know that those stories were to scare us from going out. When I was already big, like when I was there. in the university, for example, they would tell you that um, one pal like that, one key is complete. 
They used to say that that power when you go out at night on coming back, the power will stand somewhere. He will go up tall like that. You see something very tall and huge will block the road that you cannot pass. So if you want to pass, the thing will just come down and crush you, you will just die. So it made it made us instill fright. You knew that you could not go you out. And that because if you go out coming, you will meet that power and that power will crush you. You will die. So those things and then sometimes they'll tell you that there, there, there are some streams that people used to just come out there and they are dancing at night at a particular eye. You see them there, they just come out naked, they are dancing. If they see you, they will just catch you and you join them in that stream. You know, so those type of stories, they scared you from going out. From going out at night? Yes, at night. Most and there wasn't electricity that way? That there, were no, there was no electricity. So you you you'll be scared to go out, you always be in your house by six. You're already in the house with your hurricane lamp. The light is you are reading, the glow of the lamp is even broken. You put paper by it. The color now, whether it's usual, you are not seeing it. Maybe it's even writing on top. Yes. You struggle, you sit there, you study. No wonder these people always try to give us stories to stay out, the, not to go out at night. But, hmm, there's nothing you can do to stop them. Nothing. And then you know, the worst part is, if you wanted food. to take, you know, if you wanted to take a girl out, there was only a few handful of places to go to. There were no parks. There was no. The only thing or the fun, the best place to go to was the cinema. Yes, and the big boys, because trust me, there were big boys in school. Like he just said, there were some people that people went to school, they didn't even know their ages. So they were obviously like bigger, bigger boys in school. So people were actually, what some people do with their extra money is kill the fence to go to cinema. You see, they were not scared fence to go and buy food. What is food? <laughs> because food was good. So they, they were scared to go and buy food. They were scaling fence to go to the cinema to take their girlfriends out and this kind of thing. But yeah, like we said, like he just said, the most popular place to go to was the cinema. There were cinemas in Cameroon at that time, actually. They used to show Indian films, um, American films sometimes, right? And music videos. Imagine music um, videos. <laughs> yeah, they used to go to the cinema to watch music videos. But it was predominantly Indian movies, yeah, because... Yeah, there weren't that many American movies like that. And for those who went to PSS Kumba or for those who were in Kumba at this point, at that point in time, the most popular cinema was Faiz Cinema. And Faiz Cinema, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was located it, it is it was located mm-hmm, opposite Bisek Bank in Kumba. And over time it got changed to a three in one in, into a nightclub, yeah. A three in one nightclub. Right now, God God alone knows what it is right now. But yeah. Cinema was hot. I know, right? In Bamenda, there was um Rota Cinema, which is behind Jephobia at Commercial Avenue now. For anybody who has been to Bamenda, you know when Jephobia is Park Guarantees Hotel. What's the name again? Um I've forgotten the name of the hotel, but there's a hotel behind there. That is where the cinema used to be, somewhere around that street. Anyway, it's but that we don't have cinemas anymore. Like in the northwest, we don't have any cinema. All the cinemas now are, are in the center center region or the littoral region. That's not fair. That's not fair. I feel like I feel like we should have a cinema here. 
I mean, we deserve we to have a cinema in the southwest and northwest region. Like, why not? We are a generation that enjoys movies. We are a generation that enjoys film. I don't know why we don't have a cinema yet. I hope somebody listening to this podcast is doing something about it, though. Because if you don't, I will. I'm just telling you before time. I beg. But yes, guys, these movies, uh, hey, when you go to school, when you go and watch, when you break bounds and go watch Indian film, you come back and everybody gathers around you waiting for the gist. So if you mm-hmm. like add sugar, as usual, you add sugar, salt, pepper, you know, more of the things that were never in the film, you add it to the film. <laughs> You know, it reminds me, uh, there was this time a friend of mine, I think when once no like one of these Avengers movies came out, or it was uh, one of these Marvel movies came out one time. And a friend of mine actually broke bounds and went and watched that movie, came back. We were in school, we were oblivious about everything. I mean, like guys actually gathered around that guy now to just hear the gist. Yeah, yeah, you see, this is this man when I push as this is Captain America when I push this guy, bam, everybody started. See, it was like literally we were mad. I was just like, imagine if we actually had the chance to go to the cinema and actually watch all these things. Well, I think we we're missing out in this portion of Cameroon. I think we should actually have a cinema sometime soon. I, I yeah, attempt to but be honest, and Norway's regions are just dry in terms of like leisure sites and stuff. They were, we're really dry. We're really dry. We don't have that that much. The most we have are restaurants and, and shit. They're literally just restaurants. We don't have no, parks. No, it's just like a like, gaming. Look at in Yaoundé, there's this park you can go to. Um, um, it's not. In fact, it's not really even a park park, but it's like a fun center. Yeah there are these cars then there's this swing this swing that goes all the way up you know there's 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 things like that you can actually go go for games look at in Douala, there's the fun center the bowling place and everything like limbe and fuck this southwest is dry let me just say we're 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 dry before regions are dry and it's not anyway i don't think it's completely a fault though even added to the fact that we find ourselves where we are i think if Things were in the way they were. Maybe, maybe, just maybe, some of those things could have been here. Probably we could have had a cinema earlier or that, or the cinema we had because there was actually a cinema in Boya when I was. I think yeah, there was a cinema in Boya. I used to work, but the movies there were not really given. So I don't know if it's I'll that. Also that, say that no, but uh, maybe it's also like character-wise eh? because like um southwesterners uh or like the english-speaking people are more reserved kind of people who have generally been they've generally been known to be more reserved and less expressive than the french-speaking people you know the frenchman is about his beer his enjoyment his he's not an overthinker and things like that i'm just saying like if you compare the french-speaking person is more loose more you know, all out and stuff. But for like English speaking people, they're really in my house, in my house kind of thing. So I feel like maybe that's part of the mentality that has affected leisure in these areas. No, I don't really think that in my opinion. I feel like if we had the chance, right? Because for example, when you leave um, your parents' house, you come to the university. I'm using university as an example. When you leave your father's house, you come to the university, you have that liberty to go wherever you want to go to. And truth is, many people like watching movies. It's not just the ultra cool guys with the nicest cars or the ultra nerdy guys that over like book. Everybody likes watching films. 
So if we actually had cinemas, I feel like we'd have been more receptive to going out because the truth is what we have as, or what we define as outing now, it's more of um, you go out to go and drink, you go out to go and eat, you go out to go to the club. You see, those are things that cost you to spend, but not everybody is a fan of those sort of activities. Not everybody likes, let's go out today, you go out and go and drink. Let's go out tomorrow, you go out and go and drink. Let's go out the next day. It's becoming redundant. It becomes boring. But if you had a cinema, I'd be like, okay, fine. Let's go out today, we go to the phone center. Let's go out tomorrow, we go to we go to the movies. Let's go out the next day, we go sightseeing, we go hiking or something. It's going to be a little bit more, okay, fine, this is why I want to go out. But because that doesn't exist, it's either I come to your house, you come to my house, we go out and drink, we go to the club, we go and eat and come back. You see that it's, it's, it's activities that cause us to spend, but necessarily doesn't give everybody the most um, pleasure, per se. Antuka, sorry guys, tell me for taking you around the world. That's what you get for this kind of host. But yeah, so just so there was PG, PG eighteen rated kind of movies back then. Hey, people used to watch Buffer Show. That's what they used to call you when we're children. They are doing Buffer Show. But yeah, to get into, anyways, those kind of movies, they were shot um, or they were shown very late into the night. And for you to get into the cinema to watch that kind of movie, you needed to have an ID card because generally it was observed that it's only like, it's, you, you, you only get an ID card when you're an adult, for say, like 16, 18, that's when you get an ID card. So if you didn't have an ID card, then in fact who knows maybe for themselves you had to even be 20 years to get an id card because they didn't know their exactly. ages yeah they didn't know their ages so mm-hmm. but yeah you needed to have an id card you needed to show your id card to be able to get in and watch the pg-18 rated movies you know i just think about how it felt in the cinema at that point in time imagine watching that kind of movie amongst 20 30 people all of you are sitting in the cinema watching them what's going through your head like okay, are you looking at the guy by the banana? Almost so. This is what this guy likes. Guys, so this is what this man is just looking at. No, what are you thinking, bro? Like, what's in your head? Avego, but seriously, are you? You know, what do you think when you watch PG eighteen movies in your house? What What do you think? What goes through your? Mind? I'm in the comfort of my house. To be frank, I'm in the comfort of my house. So whatever is happening, it's in my house. You get it's a controlled um, it's a controlled circle. But hey, when you're I, in public, you know, think about you it. Make, even if you do for say a movie night, because we normally those things happen now. Those things happen now. So if you do a movie night and all of you are there and you guys are watching a movie that that, that has a lot of you know those kind of scenes, what, 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 what will be going through everybody's head? I don't know. I feel like those things are always some awkward moments because everybody's having one or two things running through their minds, but. Anyways, we never know. But that's it, guys. So just a little addition to what we said in episode one. The long soap was actually because they were trying to regulate their documents because people used to work under Nigeria, like the Nigerian administration. When they moved after unification, they had to be like, they had to be... 
identified now, like under the um, registered sort of under now the new form of administration, like the French speaking this thing. So the time to verify yeah. your documents and everything is what costs like the delay, like mm. during that period you weren't getting paid. So hence the whole idea of the lump sum. So that time so that it takes to give you one day payout now in a lump sum. Yeah, they gave you one day payout now in a lump sum. So yeah, that's the whole um addition to the lump sum story. Then when you get that lump sum, you went and acquired a property. Hence the quarter lump sum. But yeah, that was just an addition to what we already said in last episode. If we have anything to add or any extra information is brought about something we've touched on, we'd like to make sure the information we put out is complete. So we may go back and we review, we add, make some corrections if need be, but we make sure that they're verified or something like that. But yeah, so that's lump sum. And I think that'll wrap up this episode, yeah? Yes, guys, we've come to the end of this episode. We hope that you enjoyed being in the classroom with us as much as we enjoyed being in the classroom with you guys. And as for the relationship segment, that was just, um, let's just say maybe a preview because trust me, relationship back then was very long. We're going to talk about that in the whole episode. We're gathering all the scoops for you for what dating was back then, what it was to chat the lady back then you know you know all the tips and bits and everything of how our parents became our parents basically but yeah so we'll bring that for you all the gist in another episode so please i know for anybody that was expecting relationship in the educational system we got you we're coming okay we're coming we just feel like it's deserving of a whole episode on its own Um, remember to drop comments on our social media handles. Um, we appreciate your feedback. We appreciate your comments. Comments, please, comments. We'd like to know that um, people are listening to our podcast. And not just comments as well. We would like to have information so that we could act or expand to our library of stories. Obviously, we have some things we're working on. Some input from you will go a long way. So any comments you have, you can drop it on our social media handle. We have an Instagram account at hidden calories on instagram at hidden calories yeah so it's a wrap guys and until we come your way again we are two inquisitive minds and this is hidden calories peace guys